get ready for the Girls on Games podcast. Your weekly dose of news, reviews, and everything video games. Always served with a good helping of hype and just a pinch of salt. And now, your host, Leah. Welcome to another Girls on Games podcast. My name is Leah. I'm the host of this show. This is episode number 348. Uh, no, not 348. 384. <laughs> I'm tired. What are numbers? What is reading? Um, yeah, this week we're kind of back to normal talking news and stuff. So going to be chatting a little bit, a bit about The Last of Us. Going to talk about a nonprofit that's celebrating 10 years and some more news about... Uh, Activision Blizzard King. So before we do that, we're going to get into who all these friendly voices are around this digital table. Catherine, how you doing? I'm good yourself. Good, good. We're going to try and keep it short so you can get your D&D uh, game in tonight. <laughs> Very yeah. important. Very, Very important. Yes. D&D yes. is well, important. Well, hi. Hello, hello. And Simon, what's up, bud? Hello. Glad to be here. Yeah. Okay. Let's get through a bit of housekeeping and remind you that if you enjoy this show, you can subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Podbean. If you'd like to get some GOG merch, you can do that by going to designbyhumans.com slash shop slash girls on games. Or if you'd like to give us a tip, maybe buy us a coffee. You can do that by going to our Kofi. That's ko-fi.com slash girls on games. If you'd like to leave us a voice memo, you can do that by going into the iHeartRadio app, going to the Girls on Games podcast page, hitting the microphone, recording us a little 30 second uh, speech or message or rant. And you might be heard on the show. And we appreciate that because we like the feedback. It's great. All right, let's get into the crew check in. Catherine, how was your week? Pretty good. Um, I went to my fancy sushi. Oh, oh yes. the pictures. Oh, the photos. Awesome. Yeah, num, so num. it was Junie on Laurier West. Um, and it was worth Looked it. Looked expensive. Uh, it <laughs> did. Delicious. <laughs> honestly, honestly, like it was not affordable, but it was not like I was expecting for us to make more damage. I thought oh. you were going to say, honestly, it's not that bad. But no, you went with, honestly, it's not affordable. We were going okay. in knowing like we weren't getting a check under $200 like yeah, that's for sure was happening mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah but like we had we went with the tasters menu which is 65 per per person mm-hmm. and it they they started us with like these four pieces that were fried that were amazing um and then two of like the rolled up I forget what they're called, but when the sushi's like rolled into a cone a cone what are they yeah, called they're, yeah. they're hand hand rolled it's a cone yeah. um, Simon should make up words now. That's not right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <Okay>. um, <laughs> dear internet, what is the sushi called? It's a konigri. Come on, guys. No. Inari sushi? Oh, no, maybe. No, no, no. It's not that. Oh. I don't know. Welcome to the Girls' anyway, on Games anyway, it was, it was Sushi like a, podcast. Once again. It was like a little ice cream cone, but filled with rice and yes. fish. Yeah, yes. a hand roll. Yeah. Uh, There's probably anyway. an official word for it, but. I know, but they us. explained what everything was, <laughs> and I was like, "Sounds good," and I just stuck, put it in my mouth, and I was happy about it. Um, and then, 
<laughs> it's a tamaki. There, tamaki. Tamaki. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I googled it. And then it. we had the big platter, which had like two of everything, so that we each had one. Yeah. Um, it was amazing. <laughs> the like they gave us like a, a just a thick piece of salmon, mm. and oh. as soon as it hit my tongue, it melted. with two C's. Oh. Was it thick with two C's? Oh. <laughs> it's better if it's this with two piece C's. Piece of salmon thick with two C. T-H-I-C-C. Wow. I didn't catch it either. Okay, I just, well then I'll just say it now. But he said tick, and I was like, okay, I know what he's saying. My meme brain hasn't activated yet. We're all tired. We've all had a long day. Some of us haven't even eaten supper yet, or some are digesting very quickly. But no, it was amazing. So we had like, so we had that platter. We ordered each an appetizer. We had each a glass of wine. He had a beer. I had a cocktail. Plus we went with dessert and Get tea. It. Get it, girl. Wow. And I think like before tax, after taxes, before tip, it was about around $250. Ooh, that's, that's not bad. bad. No, if you, if you take into consideration. That's not bad. <laughs> Like how much we ate and Did how much we ordered. See all of her photos that she. I mean, yeah, yes, yeah. but it's a lot of food. Two fifty. It was a lot of food. Yeah, God damn. It was. Yeah, and it was like Catherine's high. worth it. It was her birthday. Yes. No regrets. No, I'm not no saying regrets. you're not worth it. That's wow, not what I'm Simon. saying. Wow. I'm saying it's a lot of money. It is it a is. lot of money for a single meal, but like when we do these meal meals, we go all out. Like yeah, we yeah, know yeah. If if, if you're gonna up. go there, actually go like, there. Yeah exactly like we're very much like and i've said this a million times on this podcast but we're very much like don't buy gifts just spend mm, that yeah. money on a big nice expensive meal and because mm. we show up at these expensive restaurants and then we get like a four course meal like mm. i guess we don't look like much like just walking in like look at these two nerds and then we're like yeah we're gonna have cocktails wine uh appetizers a salad a main course dessert and they're just like okay okay <laughs> these folks like, can just eat they're like, here uh, ba they're basically when he when he sent me the menu and he was like maybe pick what you want i just sent him that gif of ron swanson going like give me all your all bacon the and eggs and bacon you have. Have. <laughs> so, wait come back i'm afraid you, you you're misunderstood just gonna, <laughs> you misunderstood and just say, think i said a lot of eggs and bacon i mean all the eggs and bacon. <laughs> yeah. All the thick salmon, right? With yeah, exactly. The HICC salmon. Nice. So it salmon, was salmon, It was salmon. amazing. It was worth, nice. honestly, it was worth skipping on a lot of like birthday celebrations for us to just like <laughs> drop that kind of money on a single meal. But again, I was fine. expecting it for it to be more expensive than mm. what we had when we went downtown because like in Montreal, like seafood is not all that affordable. Good, like good high-end seafood. Is yeah, definitely. Very because rare. we're landlocked, dude. Exactly. We, we had to go. Like, we wanted to do a seafood boil, yeah. and like, I mm. I live like on the South Shore, pretty far from Montreal. We had to go all the way to fucking North Shore, past Laval, and everything to actually have a like one that was decently rated and it looked like mm. it was not infested by cockroaches. So, it, yeah, it's it, it's it's a trip. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and yes. you know when you when we went this summer to Maine, like in in New England by the sea, you know, like for them, like getting lobster, or buying lobster, or like mm -hmm. getting a lobster meal was 
I mean, not affordable, like not affordable in the sense that it's like McDonald's $15. But like for them, mm-hmm. it was like you just drive to the shore at any lobster pond and you can get a decent lobster meal for like $20 American. Yeah. Like for me, Ooh. that's unheard of in Canada. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our lobster is walleye. So like, you know, we we don't get any fancy seafood <laughs> here either. So it is exp- mm-hmm. it's expensive like to well, get I mean, like Yeah, you're in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, <laughs> not exactly an, seafood country. <laughs> it's not, no. I'm a newfie. My uncle has a mussel farm. Mm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So uh, when we were home for my sister's wedding, there was a lot of seafood. Oh, a yeah. lot of uh, fish and Yum. chips. Um, my parents had an open house and they rented a and had a food truck there, but it was all fish and chips. Mm. And then they also boiled up mussels and stuff and everything wow. there on the fly. Then Damn. mom had a seafood chowder. And then there was moose. There was some kind of moose stew or something like that. Wow. Or pasta or something. Yeah, it was like it. But like fish, wow. love it. Yum. <laughs> Yum. I have a hard time going and eating. Unless it's like a sushi restaurant, I have a hard time going somewhere and eating mm. fish because yeah. I'm spoiled. Because you got oh, the yeah. real stuff. Spoiled. You got the- real exactly. Spoiled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Because like, like <laughs> if people complain that like, you know, like there's a, a, a weird like aftertaste of seafood or whatever, I'm like, yeah, because you had terrible one. Yeah, mm. it was old. You know, yeah. Because yep. when I went to like the shore and got seafood that was like fished that very morning, I was like, oh, I get it now. Mm. Yeah, yeah, there's always like, um, I'd go up to the Boundary Waters camping when I was little. And like, you know, it's like the untouched wilderness in the north of the state. And you, you when you catch a fish from there and then you fillet it and you eat it like 10 minutes later. It That's is great, like, yeah. It is like the most like pure yeah. taste of fish just and it, happened like, it's and, it, and it's like nothing like no other fish compares to it so yeah like that fresh like mwah, so good so good yeah yeah when we go uh when the cod fishery is on and i'm home we're able to get out on the boat go oh. doing that is fine because we would cook it up on the boat mm-hmm. and then we eat all the cod tongues deep fried and they're so Yum. good so good i'm anyways now we're I, on i'm fish. 35 and i just discovered that i like seafood so it's a bit it's oh. been a whole new experience for me. You, you're gonna have to go to newfoundland yeah. yeah. Why not? <sighs> yeah. Road trip, everybody, let's go. Podcast in St. John's, Bob Crumbin' All. Live podcast in, in St. John's. <laughs> they have a perfect spot. We could we could definitely do a podcast there. Love it. <laughs> Joelle, what were you at this week? Ooh, I did all of the adventuring over the weekend. On Friday, I did a snowboarding uh, class for the first time. And... Uh, How'd you know, that go? <laughs> did some shredding on the hill, brah. Oh, yeah, like, nice, brah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you uh, smoke instru- a big fat joint after, brah? <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it legal in Minnesota? It, it, it is not, so I will oh, say okay. nothing. So you, did not, <laughs> you did not do I any did of that. I did not do that. <laughs> zero that. Uh, no, but our uh, instructor was in high school. Uh, bless his little heart, Lucas, Aww. and uh, helped us go down the hill. High he, school, dude, he was, he teaching was, you. He, yes, he was very nice. That's adorable. It was. He helped me a lot. I fell down. I did, did better than I thought I would, for sure. Okay. Um, and then he wanted to, like, around the bunny hill, going through the, you know, uh, 101 stuff. And then he was like, okay, well, before we end our night, like, you're going to go down the big hill. And I was like, fuck no. I was like, I am not doing that, Lucas. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. this old body, like, no way. 
time I do not bounce back like you do. Uh, so anyway, it was it was a good time, and it wasn't too cold, which was nice. Um, and so that was super fun. And then on a Saturday night, I uh, had a, a climbing clinic. I do some rock climbing. Um, it's I'm not very good at it. It's a really difficult thing for me to do because I have no upper body strength. But the clinic was for short climbers, so like that was good to get some pointers on people that are short for climbing. Okay, mm. not a short distance, someone who is not very tall. Correct. Yeah, someone who okay. uh is like pretty much under five nine, five eight. Uh okay. So like a lot of it was all women and then my boyfriend was there. <laughs> so he, he uh <laughs> represented <laughs> So it was pretty funny. But uh that was fun. So yeah, just like all of the physical activity. So Sunday I recovered. Mm. Need a rest day. Rest mm-hmm. day is important. Rest that means video important. game day. It was. It's true. Mm-hmm. Simon, how about you? What'd you do? Uh, not much. Recovering from uh, financially, also from the New York trip. <laughs> <laughs> we're so, shut-ins uh, now. Yeah, I mean, we're going to eat water soup for the rest couple of days. Water soup. <laughs> yeah. mm. Delicious. Soup of the day. Delicious. Yeah, so, sometimes I go crazy and add ice to it. So just, uh, mm. Oh, cool soup. Cool. Oh, yeah. That is like a water gazpacho. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Oh, my God. I hate gazpacho. Anyways, uh, this is not a food podcast. Um, not. Yeah, so um, not much. Uh, really quiet. Just played some video games, stayed home, and, uh, you know, family and, and, and friends. But that's pretty much it because it's, yeah, it was, it, it was a very busy, busy, busy last week. So mm. lots of stuff happening everywhere. So. Yeah, uh, nothing super excited to have around here. Um, we went to the boat show, which was mm. kind of interesting because my husband wants a boat. Buy a boat? Know to put a boat. You're going to buy a boat. We don't, we-, really have, uh, we don't have a space to store a boat. <laughs> oh, come on. But he'd like a boat. So we went and looked. But did you know, in order to make like the water pool, they end up flooding the uh, Toronto Marley's arena i oh. saw the picture oh. i thought that was really impressive wait, i was like wait, how did they do like a that million gallons or something like yeah, that how did they do that wow time out time out time out there's like boats like in like floating yeah check on the our, rink in, hold in on Discord, where is it is it in oh. instagram thing or my twitter i posted oh. a picture of it so wow. it's the arena and they put what? a liner down the ice is still there under what okay and then they put okay. a liner down and put these i guess like almost like a dock around the side of it and yeah they have boats they had a whole like trick water ski show like i was watching i'll send a video afterwards there was a dude with like a led suit on and he was getting ripped across on a zip line doing flips and shit oh my nuts. gosh i was like where am i this is a hockey arena <laughs> oh my gosh yeah it's wild so yeah, we went and did that. And then uh, yesterday, big project, because um, Mike is usually off on Mondays, we ended up reorganizing in f- where the TV is and all the consoles and stuff, because it was just like a cable nightmare mess. Um, so yeah, we cleaned it all out and sorted it all up. There's something very therapeutic about doing cable management. I don't know what it is, but it scratches that itch of control freak in me to keep everything so nice and clean. Do you guys feel that way? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm not very good at it. And usually I make it worse. And then mm. I make myself feel worse. So I just don't do it. 
You need to have all the tools and zip ties and everything yeah. so you can do it all nice and neat and pretty. Mm-hmm. And yeah, felt really good after that. Uh, but Where's the fucking since picture? last week, we had our fantasy critic league draft. God. It's time for us to update on that. Mm-hmm. And I did see there was some movement on our yes. podcast uh, league. Yes. So um, as we stand right now, we finished the draft last week and we did have a smidgen movement. Um, some purchases were made uh, last week. Fart Knuckle Games publisher, Simon's publisher, Hello. picked up a picked How up Dragon you? Age Dead Dreadwolf. How dare you? You picked up mm-hmm. Armored Core Six, so I don't give a sh- shit about picking up Dragon <laughs> Age Dreadwolf. How dare I, you? I I bet a whole dollar. How dare you outbid me? <laughs> I don't remember how much I bid. You bid like I think you bid uh seventeen. Probably f- no, yeah, no, seventeen because no, you're, you're at eighty. You're at eighty three dollars. Yeah, but so. I also counterpicked EA Sports PGA Tour, so I think oh, yeah. I went five bucks in for each, something like that. Okay, oh, I think so I went seven dollars for uh, for Dragon Age because I didn't want mm-hmm. Catherine to get it, and then I think I bid like three dollars for EA Sports because I figured no one's going to put that fair. one as a counterpick. <laughs> yeah, Good and call. I made another bid. But you, you made won't another know bid today, it. but that we don't we, yeah, don't, we don't know when that's happening it. yet. You so. don't know what it is. Oh, are we supposed to so. be bidding on games? Of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be like yeah. filled yeah. out until the end of the year. Yeah, until the end of the year. So you can do it today. Yeah. Or today and tomorrow. Yep. So yeah. All right. That's I'm selecting a game. <laughs> we did have a game release for Spoken <laughs> that none of us had bid on. <laughs> so that doesn't really count. So we're still kind of standing with Joelle in first, Simon in second, me in third, and Kat in fourth. But thought that is all hypothetical, considering yeah, it there's no nothing. actual numbers it on here. Nothing. No, there's nothing. The, the only big game they released recently is Forspoken, and none of us had taken it. So, yep, exactly. It's it was too pretty close. mediocre reviews. Yeah, that so. says a yeah. lot. Well, and I played the demo, and I had a, I had a feeling a about it, and that feeling <laughs> turned out to be a True. lot of other people's feelings. So I felt pretty safe. But well, we'll see. Mm-hmm. I, Remember that de- podcast when we talked about the system requirements for first mm-hmm. book and yeah. how freaking crazy it was? Well, yeah. yeah, that's surprise, surprise. It's not very well optimized. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? I'm really glad that you said that, Simon, because there was a lot of people that talked about that on Twitter. And now I feel like when I look at specs for PC, I mean, that was so clear. After you said that, I was like, well, duh, that makes so much more sense. Mm. So. But it's I have Dead Space coming like out shit. in yes. a few days, and then I have yeah. Hogwarts Legacy coming out. <laughs> so, I uh, right. So you did you hold on now? You got because we have a list of upcoming games, so that's pretty cool. We can actually yeah. see what's going to come yeah. out. Yeah, Dead Space. Yeah, you've got Dead Space, and then I think I picked Hogwarts Legacy. So it all yeah. depends yeah. on how things happen. And then next one that's coming is Atomic Heart. Yeah. I got two. Yeah, on the same day, Atomic Heart and Like a Dragonetian coming out on the 21st mm-hmm. of February. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wild. Yeah, Wild. So-, so much coming. It's going to heat up here, folks. It's going to heat up. And with that, um, as we had mentioned at the end of the podcast last week, we have decided to start a community league. So um, go to the Discord, discord.me slash games. We have a channel specifically for the community uh, league. And we are going to be doing our draft on Sunday, January 29th. Sunday, Sunday, East, Sunday. 2 p.m. Eastern. Um, to participate, go to our Discord. Uh, we will open the voice channel so we can have a live draft. Um, 
The link to the league is actually there. Uh, if you want to go and set up your publisher, start building your wish list. You can participate if you cannot make the event on the 29th. How? You set up your wish list and set it to auto. So it'll just automatically pick based on how your you set up ones. your wish yep. list. Mm-hmm. I think that's what Joelle's going to have to do because she's out and about on the weekend. Yeah, yeah I might do that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I'll be there. Darth will be there. I'm sure there'll be a whole bunch of other folks there too. Um, so yeah, come hang. Yeah. Let's see what we do. And we will keep abreast of both leagues over the course of this year and uh, see how well we are at betting at what we think ga- how games are going to do. All right, let's actually talk about video games and what we've been playing. Um, Catherine, are you still in the <laughs> Persona 5 so, Royal? So, sorry, I'm, I'm looking at the, the league and I just see Alba because too long games and it's just so French. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the names are going to get fun. I'm, I'm excited. To, Joel, uh, Google to Stadia. Go I mean, I, I don't know. What? I, what? I, Thought I could still represent. You're going to die. Rip. Mm. <laughs> hey. All right, into talking about real games now, folks. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Persona 5 Royal. How far are you now? Uh, I started the sixth palace. Okay. Big Bang Burger Spaceport Okamura That's where I am food. Too. Yeah. Oh, you caught up. Shit. Yeah. yeah. I haven't had a lot of time to play. So um, I've been only putting in small sessions. And because like I'm in the middle of a palace, um, if I don't have a lot of time to play, I'm not gonna play it because like you gotta get to the safe room to be able to save and quick resume is your best friend. Oh. Yeah, oh, but uh it's yeah. failed me. It's failed me sometimes. Uh, sometimes. Yeah. I had to go because yeah. when we were disconnecting everything on uh yesterday evening, I sat there for a second, I was like, wait, no, we can't. I'm in the middle of a palace, let me get to a safe room. Um, yeah. but more often than not, I would say 95% of the time, I just kind of move out of the game and just hope when I come back, it's okay. Oh, <laughs> see, I, I, I've been, and I love to do like the palaces in a long stretch, like almost in one sitting. Um, and like, and when I say one sitting, I mean like me in one sitting and like my little teenagers really? do it in a day. I'm like, we're going to rotate people out if you're out of SP. We're going to use items. Yeah. But like, if I am not forced by the game to leave the palace and come back the next day, we are doing this tonight. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's, so I think you. that's why, like, I've I've been, like, every time I play, I, I, I like, I make a lot of progress. So, yeah. yeah but now it, the, I got to up the ante because if I want to play Fire Emblem Engage... Uh, I don't care if people are saying it's a goofy game or whatever. It's Fire Emblem. Of course, the story is going to be goofy, but the combat's going to be combat fun. Combat looks and I'm really love it. fun. I'm, I'm okay. debating picking it up for myself as well. Yeah. So I'm going to finish Persona 5 and then going to jump into the next JRPG, Fire Emblem. Uh, I just said the Engage. name. I forgot it. Engage. Thank you. Engage. We'll have to talk about it. tired tonight. We'll have to talk about <laughs> it, Pat, and see how you like it. <laughs> and uh, after that, I'm not. I'm gonna do what I always do: is then not play a JRPG for like two, three years, <laughs> <laughs> unless The Legend yeah. of Zelda counts as a JRPG. It's, in my head, it, it does, does. not. It does not. It, it does not count as a JRPG. It, it's not because it's not anime as fuck. Like Persona exactly. Five, yeah, 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 has some moments where you're like, okay, Japan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we get calm, it. Come, come, your horny tits there. Um, Jeez. You know what we talked about. The music before yeah so mike one day came in he's like i know this music 
And I was like, yeah, I'm like, it's a pretty, pretty popular video game. And he's like, yeah, I think one of the guys at work was playing it downstairs in the like stock room while they were working. And I was like, yeah, probably. Which game? <laughs> Persona 5. That's oh. funny. Yeah. He was like, I know this music. I'm like, really? <laughs> Why? <laughs> when I need to focus at work, I got a rotation of uh, video game soundtracks. And it's like Persona mm. 5, um, un- uh, Undertale, Stardew Valley. Mm, like, those nice. are my top three of like, just put music in focus. Mm, um, true, true. Star- Stardew Valley, especially if I need to chill and calm down. Mm-hmm. Yeah amazing soundtrack so good mind you the song the music in the spaceport is not as good as in some of the other palaces i know it's a little too like techno repeating the same thing over and over but it's also it's also intense like i'm like i didn't give the man my calling card yet like calm your tits like we're still (laughs) we're still looking for the treasure here making the burgers is intense yeah i guess uh (laughs) the the factory type setting i don't know i i thought bank had like a good like um balance of being funky and high energy without being stressful this one i'm just like all right you're giving me anxiety here but you know Mm. it's still a great tune yeah joelle how about you what are you playing oh i'm stuck in the witcher 3 i'm stuck on the first fucking werewolf the first werewolf? How are you stuck? I'm like, because the that werewolf regenerates uh, health. Is that yes. a DLC? It must be. It's a, yeah. I'm on, it's, you pulled a cat. The first, I'm on the yeah. quest. I'm on the you quest. In a quest, but maybe it was a DLC quest. A, I, think, I, I think it's the first DLC quest. It's you, the you, main... You, yeah, the but main the co- DLC the main quest puts is as the Griffin. main quest. Well, it's in the family family matters. It's it's the main quest in family matters. And I they think were it's like, the DLC. Oh, Fa- no, the werewolf Witcher three. He's level Come on, eight. Google. Family I didn't play matters. the DLC, so I don't remember where the family werewolf. matters. No, not the sitcom. Family matters. The Witcher three. The, the oh, sitcom. it's uh, okay. No, no, no. It's with Siri. Uh, final yeah. Final with the Blade Bear Rams. Well, I gotta like get all these bombs and. And devil's puffballs and stuff to like. I don't remember. I don't remember so, being stuck. Well, yeah, I'm not. Oh, it's is it when you get a flashback in series fighting werewolves? No, does that or happen? Are you though? I hope <laughs> or is it with? Because if you're if you're with, <laughs> I like Geralt. this mastermind right now. I'm just I, I no, I'm with Geralt and like I I thought I had to go to the tree. Maybe because I went to the village and the village is like, people are taking us. We don't know what's going on. So I went to the tree and the tree had t- voices. And then it was There's like. not even a werewolf in this quest. So am I off, if, am I off the main quest? No, but I, Family Matters is a main quest act I know. one, which are through Wild Hunt, but there's no werewolf involved in that at all. So I might be off. I might be off of the, yeah, might be into probably. the DLC. Okay, well. <laughs> or there's like, sometimes there's like side quests. Like sometimes can you back you- out? I yeah. think, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure I can. I thought this is what I had to do though to, uh, I thought this was part of the main quest and I was pissed because I was like, this seems, this seems kind of high level. <laughs> Because it's uh, cause you have to like get all these things to fight this werewolf because the health regenerates, so you have to have specific things to stop it. Like, not just yeah. anything stops it, you have to get like a moon dust bomb, and then you have to get like a 
Uh, also, a devil's puffball also helps. The King of so Wolves. I like. I spent all this time searching around the yeah. map to try to find these alchemists that had these that had these ingredients. And <laughs> like, I was just like, oh, I was getting mad. No, this rage. sounds like a side quest. Yeah, this okay. sounds like world building. I will. Um, I will back it. Yeah. Oh, there is a um. Oh, uh, it, it, while you're controlling Siri in that quest specifically, or close to it, um, there is a werewolf to kill with kids. Like the, I think it's kids, and you're trying to save kids or something like that. But she well, says she's playing, not playing as Siri. She's playing as, as Geralt. As and Geralt. I already, I already played hide and seek with those little fuckers. Because so. huh. it says, follow the riverbed, kill the wolves, follow Gretka, protect Gretka from the wolves. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, they're not werewolves. They're just wolves. They're just regular. But there is, let's say, kill the werewolf at the end there. Oh, that's at the very end in the cave. I did that already. Okay, so okay. I, then I think, it's something I, else probably then. I think cause... you all are correct. Yeah, yeah. I think you got roped into yeah. a side quest oh, there. And okay. All right. Try ba- yeah, try backing on coming back later. Because okay. like it happened to me where I just kind of like met this beast and i was just like uh okay whatever and i managed to kill it and then later on like an hour later in the game i get to somewhere and people are like hey we need you to kill this beast and i was like uh here's its head and they're like cool here's your gold and i was like see ya <laughs> um right. so maybe you just got roped in into a side quest that you can come back later i think because because there are some side quests also like i thought i was doing the main quest and like many many quests later i re- like you know, I keep going and I finish the story, like the story uh-huh. with uh, one of the sorceresses, Kira. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Like if you finish it, depending on how you finish it and if you finish it, it can affect the main story and whatnot. Oh. And I didn't realize that. I was just like really deep into the story. But in the meantime, Siri was waiting for me like at the other end of the map. Because <laughs> this game oh. is very much, will very much suck you in to whatever's happening in the world. Yeah, well, it was so to- easy. I was like, I, and then I'm like, oh, really I, I thought I was on the main quest. And Go I was like, check what mm-hmm. the, uh, what the name of the quest is and then we can Google it after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, well, not uh, now, but like after the podcast. Yeah. You don't know. I, <laughs> Live right now on the show. We need and, to know. And, and then we can give an update on, on next podcast. Yeah. No, no, mm. I'll, I'll do that. I, I, like I said, I thought I was following a tutorial and it was like, do this. And I was like, all right, but I I must have just I uh, took a wrong turn and just got sucked into these people's plight. So that's I will fine I will leave the them be for, unless can, you're stuck and you can't. But move that's forward, the life so. of a witcher. You show up and they're like, "There's a beast. Can you kill it?" And you're like, "Do you have the gold?" And if they do, you go and you kill it. Yeah. Do, and do sometimes you, you can be stuff? like, "Don't give me gold because I like you." When clearly you're. Uh, you're someone in need, and uh, mm-hmm. there's an option sometimes to not take money. That's true. Oh. I did also see, yeah, the first Couldn't boobies, be me. first boobies in the game, so that was really great. So yes. like, there we go. This is this now is what it's I'm, a Witcher game. This is if what I'm here for. Here. Yeah, so. you're playing on console, right? Uh, PS5. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Remastered boobies, so it's great. Yes, because I was going to say I can go give you some mods if you're looking for some boobies on PC. <laughs> but if you're playing on PS5, the mods yeah. don't work. No, no not going to work. All right. Personally, thank you. Summer, for that. what are you playing? <laughs> uh, Dragonflight still. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So playing Dragonflight, really enjoying my time. Uh, I'm. I think I'm like almost done the main story quest, uh, give or take. They really went the FF14 route and giving you a, a MSQ main story quest that you can really kind of follow and and you could do just that really to, to get the main story and understand everything. You don't need to do any side quests, but 
some of the side quests are actually really funny and pretty fun and pretty entertaining so um yeah i'm having a really good time it's 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 fun uh i'm playing sort all sorts of different games and you know every once in a while push and craft uh, still playing some pokemon getting ready for greninja this weekend um nice. should be uh should be an interesting one cuz he's going to have a lot of uh it's going to have a lot of uh, different moves and it's going to be uh hard to kill so i'm i'm thinking it's going to be much harder than uh, charizard and and Cinderace, so looking forward to an austin john video explaining and what what i should do mm-hmm. <laughs> to be able to solo him properly so is this one planned to come out where this is the first weekend of it then it breaks for a weekend then it comes back again yeah exactly okay like all the other seven star raids so it comes out this weekend well on for us it's thursday at like thursday 7 p.m and then it goes all the way to sunday at seven ish and then and then the week after is going to be something else and then the week after that is another it this uh it comes back but you can only catch it once so but it's good to farm it's good to farm for items though because you get so many items when you farm that you get tons of um xp tokens you can get a lot of herbs you can get a lot of ability patches Mm-hmm. so tons of stuff you can do so, so it's worth farming mm-hmm. all right uh let's get into some news yes you folks ready to do that we can talk some video yep. game news what's yeah. going on in the world let's news right, it up cool. let's do it it's time to talk news again Catherine. what do you got for us this week so um there's talks about like unionization in the video game industry for a while uh, ironically, there's a studio called Proletariat that refused the union where they are, and I'm just like, um, sir. Anyway, <laughs> um, wow, I that story was so silly, I didn't feel like covering it because I would cry. Uh, however, some tie-in with The Last of Us mm-hmm. that has the HBO show that's going on. Uh, Bruce Starley's relationship with former studio Naughty Dog is strained. He was a co-creator of The Last of Us. And um, he says that his lack of credit for the HBO show shows an argument for unionization. Uh, because he co-created that world with Neil Druckmann for, for The Last of Us, the first game. He did a lot of the world building and, you know, there's he was part of the first crew that made that idea and constructed that game. And again, like, video game authorship is not as simple as I wrote the novel and, you know, they're like, or I wrote the story, this person illustrated it with me in the, the mm. concept art. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's not that cut and simple in video games Lots to begin with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this whole idea of IP and things like that, there is a problem with credits in the video game world. If mm-hmm. you leave the project before they wrote the credits, mm-hmm. you're not in them. Like, hmm. so many people spent, like, gave six years of their lives to, like, a death march for, like, a game that was stuck in development hell. They left before the ship. Nowhere in the Don't credits, count. not even the, the really? special yeah, I didn't Wow. Know. wow that's that's crazy. That's really yeah. shitty. That's really sucks. So, um. That really sucks. He's credited in his stuff, but he feels he should have been credited in the HBO The Last of Us show because they're making it seem like it's just Neil's, uh, mm. Neil's drug, but like story and everything, which is not. And like, it doesn't, and uh, I don't like video game authorship, like Kojima, how they like put him on the pedestal. It's his game. It's like, it's, uh, there's such team efforts. These games, you can't do them without 
a team and you can't do it with like even the story you can't do it without a narrative team the world building you need a concept artist and mm. yeah a lot of creative directors so like i've always been like video game authorship eh. so if you have a core of people that had like that base idea and then they built the team that got the game going and built the whole world like i get it you don't want to say like you know hbo's last of us by neil drunkman and then like name all the 150 to 200 maybe 500 dev that worked on the game but like you know mm. already saying the studio and whatnot um but yeah he said it's an argument for unionization that someone who was part of the co-creation of that world and those characters isn't getting a credit or a nickel for the work they put into it maybe we need unions in the video game industry to be able to protect creators so it's I think there's a lot of weight to what he says because he's one of the first actual like big names in video games to say like, hey, maybe we do need unions. Mm. Um, I if, don't know if this is the one, the, the one that's yeah. going to break it though. Because like, no, here's the if, thing. Yeah, go ahead, Kat. Sorry. If his situation is the right one or valid, like is another story. Mm. Um, because I don't think like a union would have protected him in in this case but i think the union would have prevented maybe neil drugman being like put his name everywhere on the fucking thing when it's not there for him to be but i uh, it's like i'm just it's two things i'm happy he said it mm -hmm. however this situation is not the situation for a union mm -hmm. when he was at a studio that was notorious for crunch mm. so counter First off, IP is not owned by them. They kind of signed that away. Mm -hmm. Neil actually directed the last episode. So Neil's now gone from being a video game director to taking that and actually directing a TV show. So mm -hmm. there's a very big difference in like whether or not someone's, you know, and him being put on a pedestal is because they've actually taken the video game director and put him in doing the TV thing. Like the credits roll that said directed by Neil Druckmann. Mm. Yeah. So... I get where he's coming from. There's definitely has to be like something, but like it, like you said, it's a very complicated system with all these different people. It's not like one person writing something and then someone other taking it, adapting mm. it. Right. Good That's right. why mm -hmm. we've got the problem with Harry Potter right now. Right. Mm -hmm. It's exactly why we have the problem <laughs> with Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. So. I happy they're talking about unions. Yeah. Happy he's bringing it up. I don't think this is really the one that's going to sell it. No, because there is a credit problem in the video game industry in general. Mm. Yeah. The fact yeah. that his name is not on the HBO show is not it. Yeah, um, I don't know. Like, that's like, say. It all depends on who owns the IP, right? Yeah. Who owns the rights? Like, when you I'm go and work for a company, you essentially a lot of times sign away saying that you do this work, it's owned by the company, you don't own it anymore. Yeah, right. Exactly. And it comes like it, you don't have to work in video games for like to right. realize that what you do when you're at work is not your own IP. Right. No. Yeah. Like, yeah. It belongs but, but like, to again the in the, in the video game world, like so much of it is art and creating. Mm -hmm. And so it's like I understand that, you know, devs would want to quote well not in that situation but in different situations devs would want to protect or at least get credit for what they worked on even though it doesn't you know they don't own yeah, it because in the end you're like for you to prove that you did do that work you're at the mercy of the studio yeah mm. exactly mm. so and if and if that relationship is toxic 
yeah. then they can say you weren't you didn't work there or you didn't provide the work that you said you did and mm-hmm, things like mm-hmm. that because yeah. hr have done that in the past yeah that, that's, that's shady as shit yeah that's an argument for unionization totally Definitely. because a union would make sure like not just like proper credits not like as an Oh, I love the company, and now it's Neil Druckmann names over there. Like, if he's credited as the director of the episode, he's properly di- credited. If he's credited as the mm. creator of the world, no, that's like he's not properly created. Uh, no, I think yeah, and I don't think they ever phrased it that way. But he is getting like he is getting put on a pedestal, just like many other developers mm-hmm. have when things kind of you know go that yeah. way. You know, look at um, the director of God of War and how he's put on a on a pedestal you know you mentioned kojima what was it Corey? Corey barlog barlog i was like i was gonna say bellamy but i was like no i think that's that's one of my colleagues (laughs) um (laughs) yeah mr barlog yeah yeah so like it's it's normal to have someone who kind of is passionate as the champion to speak to it and speaks for so many people right and that's why they often say it's not just me it's whole team and thanking the team mm-hmm. and doing all this stuff but you can't have absolutely everybody up on stage to talk about it so well i was just gonna well, say like uh, there is something to be said though that they did take some of the folks that worked on the game and move mm-hmm. them and use them for the show so like mm-hmm. i think i think that you know, as Kat said, like, I think he took a good opportunity to mention this, like, to say, like, this is a problem. So he's highlighting the problem. But I also kind of could see where he's coming from. You know, I mean, I don't know. I don't have any behind the curtains information. But, like, if I worked on this project and I hear that, like, all these other colleagues or all these other people are also going to work on the show and mm. I didn't get invited to work on the show and I helped create the video game. You know, mm. I, I could see I could see a little bit of like, why am I not being credited for some of these things? I, I get that he mm. didn't work on it, but like there's there's yeah. there's some of that crossover that is really very uh, evident on this, on this I, project. I think it's like when he left Naughty Dog he, after being burned out, he realized that he left a lot of himself there, mm. especially... Mm in the mm. last of us and then when he sees the show mm-hmm. that like if he would have stayed and maybe suffered he would have possibly worked on the show or he would have seen like his like they would have progressively erased his name mm-hmm. um from this ip and whatever i think it's just a matter of people realizing that you know wow like video games i worked with passion and i gave a lot of myself and i burned myself out and in the end it was just a job mm-hmm. yeah so that's and, why we need uh, yeah. we need these unions. Not well, because everybody's he's coming not to terms that show. working in video games is not you're blessed to get a chance to work in video games. It's a freaking job, right? Yeah. It's just like anything else. So that mentality, and I think we're only now coming to terms with that mentality as we're going through and seeing the stuff that's happening in the industry. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, for years, that's what it was, is like, I want to work in video games. It's my dream. I don't care if I have to eat ramen until I'm fucking 56 years old. You know, like mm. that kind of mentality where now we're realizing that that wasn't the way to look at things. We needed fair wages and fair treatment and all that jazz and credit where credit is due. And But yeah. then also understanding the contracts that people sign and when they sign them, that they sign away a lot of the things that if you just did it on your own. You get credit for, but you couldn't have done it on your own because it costs too much money and takes too many people. (laughs) Yeah, and we had an interesting conversation at work where somebody was like pro-AI image generators. 
mm. uh, because like there was this talk on art station where they were saying, "Don't take my art mm-hmm. according to AI." Mm-hmm. And I, at one point, I had to stop this person and be like, "You work at Ubisoft. A lot of people on art station have their portfolio, their concept art, or their three D art, or their level art portfolio." Mm. And at the bottom of the image, it says that they worked on it and the copyright and the property of Ubisoft. Basically, Ubisoft lent them these images yeah. for their portfolio. If ArtStation says you posted your art, I'm going to use it for AI. In the end, they stole from Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. You know what's going to happen? Ubisoft's going to prevent artists from posting their art mm. on portfolio sites because of AI generators, because Ubisoft wants to protect their IP. Their IP. Yeah. So I was like, as a Ubisoft employee, you have to understand that you're if you're pro AI without regulation, you realize that you are putting a lot of your colleagues in hot water because all mm. they did was make a portfolio. Yeah. And mm. Ubisoft, like any uh, studio, participates in art dumps on ArtStation. After a game is out, reviews are out, NDAs are lifted. Mm-hmm. Go, they organize, post. like, just everybody pose their portfolio and inundate ArtStation with art from the game, and everybody's super excited about it. But because of, like, AI generation scraping those images, we're not going to be able to do that if it's not protected. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm. Because... EA, Ubisoft, ABK, all have the lawyers. Mm-hmm. They're already getting attacked by Getty, these AI people. So oh, yeah, and I'm if like, there's anybody you don't want to get attacked by, it's freaking Getty. Because they, <laughs> they basically answered, we sell licenses for this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Expressly for this. You just didn't buy it, so you're getting sued. Yeah. So all that to say that it's just like they're ready. Like, again, a reminder, not because it's on the internet that it's free to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it these protection of IP, like these studios will work at protecting it and they will work at excluding people if they have to. Mm-hmm. They, they're they not afraid to exclude people from credits, whether it's like the big names like, um, like Strally or like just somebody that wanted to leave the project early because they're going on mat leave. Um, yeah. You know, it's, and these unions are like this idea of unionization to protect from credits. I'm like, not for you, bro. Probably not for this situation, mm. but very important for the little guys. Mm-hmm. And again, like any kind of like discourse about like copyright and IP and video games is really prickly. Mm-hmm. And it always affects the little guy, like mm-hmm. the AI image scraping mm-hmm. tools. Who's going to suffer? The concept artist that just wanted to build a portfolio so they can keep their career going. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Who's going to suffer from lack of credits? Not Strelly. Mm. Yeah. I'm fascinated uh, by the technology, the AI, but I do see the loaded nature of yeah, the image yeah, rights, yeah. especially since I deal with a lot for work, um, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff, and doing deals for images and stuff like that, especially in the entertainment industry. Ooh, mm-hmm. buddy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny, but like, Drawing a parallel to the entertainment industry and the video game industry, I feel like the video game industry is desperately trying to have stars or like trying to uh, have like the faces of the video game industry. And it's always developers. It's never as uh, it's always like game directors, something like we said earlier, Kojima, Bal- uh, Balrog or all those peoples. And I don't think that we need to have because a video game is such a. I don't, not communal, but like so many hundreds and thousands of people work on a video games that it's hard to like the director. Of course, will have his word and his way of seeing things, but why is there an obsession with having video game stars? I don't think that 
the video game industry needs to have stars like Hollywood or whatever. I don't think that's necessary at all, but there's somehow this, you know, and not to name Jeff Keighley, but it, that seems like what he wants to do. He wants to have the Oscars and have stars of video, video game industry come in, and, and it kind of, I don't know, it feels really cheap and it feels fake. But Simon, we have that in every single industry known to man. Like, there's nothing that we don't have that doesn't have leaders and then that are put on pedestals and that kind of move things forward. I know, but and those individuals that do this stuff. If you're talking about like the whole like like a star system in a sense, saying that they are, no, you know, but like, whatever. It, 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 it makes sense to all, have like, like it makes sense to have the faces maybe of of video games and maybe it's it's more common now and makes more sense because video games are mainstream at this point uh but maybe i'm an old fart i'm like but better with my days <laughs> we didn't know who the fuck was what but uh, i don't know it, it feels it doesn't feel genuine to me to to put those people on a pedestal saying they're the best at what they do and and there's so many thousands of people behind them that probably work harder or just as hard as them and i don't know it's it's just a weird sentiment and again probably thousands of people work, work on movies as well but all we see is the face of the yeah. actor yeah right yeah. smack in yeah. the and middle the star of it director. And that's it. yeah the star director that's yeah. it that's just those are the it's, people that are put out there because yeah. we can't i just don't see, see why it's we necessary to do it with video we, well, we go because of the certain people yeah we have affiliate we have affiliation brand affiliation with the fact that cory barlock did the original God of War and mm -hmm. now did a second God of War and we're like, okay, because he did this one and did did good, I think he this one will do good too. Yeah. We'll mm -hmm. never get away from that. My entire thesis but, was on that. Yeah. But, but again, yeah. like we've seen so often some of these stars leave the company that they were at and just try to do their own thing and it just not working. So like how good is the actual individual in those situations compared to the whole team behind them? So to me, recognition would be not to the person, but the whole brand of, or the whole studio or whatever. Like to me, it's not Corey Balrog. It's Sony Santa Monica. Like that. I feel like that's what, who the stars of the show should be more than just him alone. I don't know. Well, I mean, I feel like someone to go up on stage and talk and present. <laughs> They can only have one person. Yeah. yeah. No, take I understand the that. I understand that. But <laughs> no, do we need an award show? What he's saying is like, <laughs> is it Corey Balrog or is it because he's at Santa Monica with a big budget? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's, definitely. There's so many reasons why a game can, you know, do well and a game can fail. And like a, someone could leave one company, go to another company and it blow up into the being the best thing ever or spontaneously combust like yeah. it's, and it's just human nature for us to put people on pedestals we want to look at these people and get their learnings we look at them as guiding lights in a certain sense to like t explain to us where we need to go next and what learnings did they have what experience can they pass on to the next person like any other teacher leader whatever right so they're we're going to do that it's just in our nature to kind of like idolize some people whether they should yeah. be idolized the well, whole no, well that's I, totally yeah, different yeah, i totally right? understand i totally understand <laughs> that but i just feel like it's not i know that that's what video games will be and are becoming and are mm. but i just feel like it's not something that was necessary and but again if we're gonna have award shows and and stuff like that then it's inevitable that that's that's the direction that even it's if going, we didn't have so. awards shows i think it'd still be a thing because we still yeah. look at the leaders of the industry Probably. to kind of help yeah bring us forward hopefully in a good way well and we have a lot yeah. of access to these people now right because with social media and like all being connected yes. now so like i mean to me when you just talked about like a star of a studio i mean 
I mean, my goodness, Stardew Valley, one developer. I mean, one that guy. like that's that that's incredible. And you have access mm-hmm. to this person. And like, I think in some ways, you know, he has a lot of influence. And like, I, I you know, if I saw something from him or a statement or whatever, like, I'd be like, yeah, like, look, look at the amazing, mm-hmm. look at the amazing art he created that we all like love and get to play. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so in my mind, like, I like, that's incredible. Uh, and, and like, I see him. Like, not on a pedestal but like he, he would definitely have influence if he said something like in, in my mind because of the success of the game and the same would go mm-hmm. for like team cherry and some of these these smaller studios too um but i think like yeah you can't you can't really get away from the pomp and circumstance because human beings love to crowd yeah. around and and to pomp wor- and worship <laughs> another human being that mm-hmm. that has something that they don't have that you know like the the mm-hmm. whether it's like the skill or yeah, talent yeah. or athleticism what have you but i i do appreciate that i feel like with social media we are able to get more access to the smaller creators and Mm -hmm. and push them forward which i which i which i love so i feel like it's Mm -hmm, nice to be able to participate in large triple a games but also um you know some of the 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 smaller um people that are doing it Mm-hmm. themselves all, all alone yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly because i mean there's games coming out from one man studios and thousands of people studios yep. so yeah. yeah totally simon what do you got for yeah. this week uh yeah so uh full disclosure joelle had a great uplifting news and i put last because i wanted to finish on a good note no that okay. makes oh, yeah, that makes sense I to me that. I was so like, we're gonna do my yeah, shit news before joel brings it back up again <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll need we'll need my news after your news so. exactly as a digestif <laughs> to go to the end of the podcast <laughs> so uh yeah i just we were talking about uh AVK and uh, Activision Blizzard. So uh, an employee uh, who was the uh, lead, I think lead game designer for World of Warcraft Classic, which is um, a re-release of World of Warcraft Vanilla, which came out in 2011? Something like that? 2009 even, maybe? Um, And he was... uh, He gave his... uh, What's the word? Not, Not his notice. He just left. No, actually he was fired. Because he was he asked was, to leave. He was asked, he was asked to leave. To leave. Yeah. Yes. So he was asked to leave uh, because he disagreed with a, uh, a, a process called stack ranking uh, in which employees are ranked on a bell curve and managers must give low ratings to a certain percentage of staff uh, to make sure that um, uh, that 5% would lower the profit sharing bonus money and could hamper them from receiving raise or promotions in the near future uh, at Irvine, California, blah, blah, blah. So they're basically forcing managers to find people and select people to be, uh, you know, developing because they have to. And um, I-, I was reading up on this because as as a as a as a leader of people, um, I've again that sounds super fucking pretentious, but I, I have people working with me and uh, and stuff. Um, and it's such a weird system. And basically, the guy just went on a, on a, on a Twitter thread, destroying and like talking about everything that that's happening at blizzard and that since abk to well since activision king took over it's been issues after issues after issues for a lot of the developers and a lot of people working on the games games being rushed um games being 
pushed before they're actually finished just because they need to hit that estimate and they need to happen and you know so games like world of warcraft classic and dragonflight which is the latest wild expansion which is absolutely fantastic and so they I mean they managed to do it and but being pushed and, and like rushed out the door and it's such a weird way and such a disconnected way to run a gaming company where you're focusing on things like that as opposed to focusing on making sure that everyone can create in a in a good environment and in a safe environment for for all your employees so you know the fact that they have to put these employees in developing to hit those numbers it's just so disingenuous and so kind of crazy to me that's actually something that happens in corporate america and it just blows my mind and i was reading a little bit about um what exactly um what that uh that ranking system and it was invented by uh jack welsh who was ceo of general electric back in the 1980s and it still sucks it's still being used in companies i think microsoft's moved away from it i think a year a couple of years ago so it's still being like way to make sure that all your employees attack each other's work so that they're not in that bottom five percent of workers and it's just again blew my mind of how corporate these gaming companies have become and how it's it's very really really depressing for someone who wants to get into the industry and hopefully you know wants to make it but god damn dude it's so bad a colleague of mine who left uh he was he he worked at a company i think they made software for the military mm-hmm. um and he was a software engineer there and that's the system they used oh so it's when he showed up at ubisoft idea. montreal and we explained to him what like our eval season was like you know rating yourself evaluating yourself mm-hmm. evaluating your colleagues and what was required and whatever and he was like that's it it's like it's all vibes and feelings. It's yeah. like, yeah, it is. <laughs> Basically, it's like they'll yeah. give us, they'll give you some, you know, like five attributes and you say how you mm-hmm. reached. It's very much, yeah, vibes. And he was like, and then, like, and then are we going to compete against each other? Um, and we were like, why? Also, why there's just like, that? there's just like on your team, there's just two of you. Yeah. Like, we're, we're small, like, against. Yeah, exactly. And, like and we're a small team. Cat's and so angry, like, you hit her mic. Yeah. I keep hitting my mic. <laughs> but it's like, you know, like within the team, there's like two of you, but like he yeah. does something very specific. And like in Ubisoft, there's like maybe in Montreal, there are probably yeah. 20 of them mm-hmm. max, you know, and it's just like like so and he would just explain the system and then like the bottom two would get fired and we're like we can't afford to lose engine programmers <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about yeah, yeah it seems a little backwards like i could understand if the platform was most people fit within the they're doing their job and yeah. then they only have so many spots to say this is an overachiever give them a bonus an extra bonus yeah. or something that, but to that, purposely that cut someone yeah. down because they have to have a certain number of like unperforming people that seems terrible absolutely crazy yeah it's, I, I, I do evals so every toxic. year for for all the employees in my team and it's you know it's a bit like Catherine. you know they evaluate themselves i evaluate them and then we like we put goals at the beginning of the year are we hitting those goals even if they're not hitting those goals if they've had a good year they had a good year and 
You know, they, they, they're either above or expecting. They can be below, but it's so rare that I have people that are below because I don't have to do it. So, Do they evaluate no. you? Uh, my boss evaluates me, but oh, no, okay. people don't evaluate that, that, me. The place I'm at, we evaluate also our, our bosses. That's very cool. We should yeah, definitely cool. do that. We, That's yeah, super awesome. That. Mm-hmm. We you can know, do well, like we, across, like if you worked with someone else, especially if someone's like the leader is new, someone can mm-hmm. evaluate, like you can mm-hmm. ask someone else, hey, you've worked with such and such a person on this project. Can you give me your feedback on it? Right. Mm. Like that kind of thing. That's not true, actually, Joelle. We have a um, monthly employee satisfaction survey oh, some of the go. questions okay. oh. some of the questions are Good. like what's your yeah your your uh, approval not approval rating but like or like how, how do you approve of your manager of your managers managers yeah. and so we do have a kind of a feedback of what people think of management yeah. in general i mean so. obviously it can be a little and it's obvious anonymous. well yeah but like my team there's what five people so it's like if you got a beef with the manager you're gonna know which one it is right like it's gonna be pretty <laughs> well, obvious I, I have 45 people so oh, there you it, go. that's the easier anonymous, that's so easier impossible yeah. to know much much easier to be anonymous there <laughs> yeah. much easier yeah that's oof, that's a hard Anyways, one so especially it, considering everything oof. else that's coming out with Blizzard, Activision. Oh, man. Microsoft. <sighs> I almost want to say Microsoft's going to clean house, but they won't. Like, they're not better. <laughs> it would take a really long time. Yeah. I a mean, very and, long like, time. They have their issues as well, it's, and nothing's perfect at Microsoft either, so... Mm. It's, yeah. uh... Yeah, anyways. So, Joelle, the good news now. <laughs> let's get to some happy, fun news. Yeah, well, happy news. the downer news that we keep getting. Yay. Oh, man. If you need a little boost uh of mental health hugs um i came across this organization on the twitter um it's called take this and it has a uh little sword and shield it kind of looks like links uh so it's based off of that it's dangerous to go alone exactly so take this take and this. it is a nonprofit. That is solely uh, about promoting, researching, and executing uh, mental health and wellness in the video game uh, space for the industry and for players. So they just celebrated their 10-year anniversary, which is super cool. I had never heard of them, but their program and services sound sound amazing. Um, They have... If you go onto their website, which I'm sure we'll have uh, linked uh, in the show notes, there's emergency resources, and there's also non-emergency resources. So if you're looking to, uh, you know, how to deal with online harassment, streamer and content resources, self-care tools, wow. therapy directories, online therapy um, resources, uh, they also do a blog, and I have um, read, uh, kind of skimmed a few of their blog posts. Uh, they were... Uh, really well done and uh, it it just seems like an excellent place to go uh, Mm. if you're maybe needing (laughs) some respite from a toxic gaming culture Uh, it's 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 really really cool Uh, they also do events like they're gonna be they're gonna have booths i think at pax east uh they're gonna be at dice uh so gdc yep at gdc so they're gonna be around they do free workshops um as well so if you uh want to go and and check it out and it just was a a really nice 
it, it feels like someone's there for you <laughs> when you mm-hmm. go on this website. It's, very nice. it's like, oh, someone like sees someone sees this, and they're gonna try to do something about it. Um, mm. And so they have. Uh, you can also donate and get their merch. Um, like I said, they've been around for a, a while now, and I I didn't know. So uh, they are. It looks like they're stationed in the U.S. in Washington. It's Washington. Yeah. yeah so uh, I don't know how their international uh stuff is but they well see if if you go into i i was clicking around like if you go into resources and then you were talking about emergency resources like it discovered that i'm in canada and automatically you know it put me you know kids help phone line in canada uh youth space in canada talk mm-hmm. suicide like everything in canada so like it's giving a lot of actually it's like a widget on the site oh, and it, it seems be. like it checks your location and gives you like tons mm-hmm. of tons of places you can call if there's an issue so that's really really cool that's cool yeah yeah and if if you work in the mental health industry and you want to become an ambassador um through take this you can do that and you can become like a like a mod essentially um Mm. an ambassador that you can you can you know be involved in uh chats and things like that Mm. to promote um safe spaces for folks that are that are gaming so i just thought that was a nice little uh nice little uh story <laughs> to share <laughs> mm-hmm. no very good yep. one we just uh you know monday is it i think it's the third november third uh, monday in january is always known as blue monday because it's usually mm-hmm. the most depressing mm-hmm. day of the year um yeah. yeah and of course mental health especially you know in the dead of winter um mm-hmm. is it's very important to take care of yourself and there's so many different resources out there for people to go to i love how they have this to feature different places too because i was looking um clicking through some of the stuff too and they did notice like to find a therapist in the uk to find a therapist in mm. another country like they they realized that like they may have started in the u.s but the All internet the is global mm-hmm. so um they're able to uh, cool. offer some additional options and uh yeah pretty cool super cool thanks for sharing that one joelle mm-hmm. i had never heard of thanks, them either joelle. yes yeah. thank you for the uh, uplifting news yes yeah yes oh yeah so maybe maybe Kat can <laughs> go there after oh, a day at work. I don't know. <laughs> I, I will I will send that to my community manager. Be like, here you go. I think you need this. <laughs> yeah. All right. With that, this concludes this episode of the podcast. As always, I want to invite you to check out the show notes on girlsongames.ca to links to all the stories mentioned in this episode. Thank you, Catherine, for putting that together. It will also have the link to the community league. And uh, yeah, you can start building your wish list and making your publisher name and all that jazz. Uh, If you could do us a favor, if you have the power to do so on the platform where you were consuming this podcast, please rate and review the podcast. Uh, Why? It helps with discovery, pushes us up in the rankings, and we go and read the comments. It does help us with building the show and, uh, you know, kind of knowing what's working and what's not. As always, I want to thank the crew for being on the podcast with me this week and give them a chance to shout out their social media handles. Catherine, where can people find you online? Uh, if you want to see my shit posts, it's yeah. CSDSBINS, CSDBA on Twitter and Instagram. You gave me uh you gave me lots of life today with the uh snoring dimitri video (laughs) it's true i thought it was with a design joke no i saw snoring dimitri okay 
just for Classic. context, somebody went on Twitter and was like, finish the sentence, the designers shouldn't. And I replied, put final in their file name. Oh, <laughs> final V1. You know, it's final, never v2. final V1. Final, final v- 2.1. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as never. soon as you package a final, the client wants changes. Just put Them's a date. the rules. <laughs> Joelle, where can people find you? People can find me on Instagram at JoelleLauren87 and on uh, the Twitter at uh, Gamer underscore Comfy. Awesome. Simon, cute fuzzy creature, awesome human. Who are we following today, bud? Yeah, so uh, Final Fantasy uh, 14 uh, had a really cool uh, cooking segment i guess if you will so you can go uh on on their youtube page and um there's uh there's a, a baker making some some cupcakes oh. and then making a, a, sh- a chocobo cake Aww. i thought it was really cute looked really really uh, delicious so if you want to go check that out on the uh, final fantasy 14 youtube website nice cute I'm Leah Jewer on most social media platforms, but of course you want to know everything there is to know about Girls on Games. You can track us down at The Girls on Games on Twitter and Facebook. Facebook? Facebook? Just Girls on Games. No thought in there on Instagram. Discord.me slash Girls on Games. Continue this lovely convo and more. And of course, like we mentioned, Community Fantasy League Draft is happening Sunday, 2 p.m. Come hang, yeah. Um, and it'll all take. Uh, it'll all happen there. But if you ever need to know anything at all, you can track it down at our home base. That is our website, GirlsOnGames.ca. Thank you, Kent. Thank you, Joelle. Thank you, Simon. It's been another lovely week in video games. And who am I kidding? I'm off to play more Persona Five Royal. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Ciao. Bye.